Coming up this week on The Uncommon Truth, we're back to the parables of the kingdom and we're digging into Jesus' words about the unmerciful servant. You know the story, a man was forgiven a great debt, but instead of extending the same mercy, he demands repayment from someone he had lent money to. Spoiler alert, it does not go well for him. So what does this have to do with the kingdom of heaven? Stay tuned to find out here on The Uncommon Truth. Every time I preach on the importance of forgiveness in my church, somebody in the crowd is waiting for me. You have no idea what that man did to me. That's right. You have no idea what they did to me. And it's just like, I'm waiting for it. I know it's going to happen because that seething inside poison inside of them. Are you saying I can't go to heaven if I don't forgive him? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, no, I'm not. What I'm saying is Jesus is saying that. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into The Uncommon Truth. Here's what's coming up. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max, and I'm here with Stephen Vicky Orsillo, Senior Pastors of the Father's House Church. What a surprise. From lovely Orville, California. So glad to be here. And not scorching Orville, California. No, it's beautiful. It's 81 degrees and blue sky. Mostly blue. Up in the top part, it's blue. Well, if you're an optimist, it's blue. Yeah. Yeah. Looks pretty smoky to me. <laughs> Case in point. Go. I couldn't keep myself. I couldn't control my laugh. Half empty, half full. Because she was waiting for it. Yeah. I had to feed it to it her. It was nice. Steve's got two cups of coffee here. Both of them are half empty. Vicky's got one that's half full. Yeah. There you go. I just our have, life. I just have one. It's got coffee in it. It's our life, isn't it, honey? <laughs> not to put you down. Absolutely not. <laughs> What's going not on? What's life? new with you guys? What is new with us? What is that? Cricket. I, yeah, I don't know what's we, had, we haven't had a trip. We haven't. No, our house hasn't burned down. Our nephew's here visiting us. That's, That's nice. a Hi, pleasant Elliot. thing. Hopefully uh, he's downloaded this by yeah, then. Yeah, by then. his name. Yeah. Maybe he'll listen he, once in a while. Is he from Colorado? We he got is. listeners in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got listeners in not Colorado. All, not all of them are my family. I don't no. know if my family listens. Do they? I'm not sure. It could be mom, my family. Your stepmom and your, your dad should. They should. Because of the... I've got about 15 issue. or 20 member relatives in the Colorado. Sea Springs. Yeah. Colorado Springs one. is beautiful. If you're listening in Colorado yeah. Springs, Welcome. you could go walk around uh, Garden of the Gods and mm-hmm. listen to the podcast, Pike's visit Peak. the Air, Air Force Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to download it so that you get reception up on Pike's Peak. Pike's right? Peak is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. My we got. Art. I mean, we got listeners everywhere, but. Do we have some? Send, send us, uh, send us where you're listening from and yeah. we'll shout you out. Yeah, that's good. Because um, I can yeah. see it on the map. I can see like Norway and 
and Spain. Norway, and, Colorado? No, just I mean, all over the world. Oh, no, wait, he no, sees wait. listeners he sees, I can, on the map. He sees people. I, yeah. yeah, I see <laughs> listeners. He sees listeners. We're just going to leave it at that. Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's cool. If, you, if you're listening to the Uncommon Truth in an uncommon location, let us know. Drop us a note. If you're We'd in Timbuktu, Indiana, you. let us know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's yeah. Indiana. <laughs> Where is Timbuktu? Um, I Africa? No I don't know. Can I think somebody it's Google in, it? Is it in Nepal? Fact check. Timbuktu. Well, yeah. Luke's on it. Okay. Not to be confused with Timbuk 1 or Timbuk 3. <laughs> I think it's T-U. <laughs> oh, you're in fine form. Yeah. Timbuk 2. Uh, it's in West Africa. West Africa. Good job, Steve. Good job. Yeah, they never listen Molly. to me. What'd you say? Molly. Bali? Molly. Molly. Oh, Bali is like, no. Molly. Molly. Okay. There All we go. right. Well, we're continuing our Kingdom of Heaven is Like series, which, I mean, we, we keep finding more on it. Oh, boy. And uh, people keep asking about it. So, and they're talking about it off, you know, when they listen to it, they come and say, wow, I really like this episode. So we're just going to keep it rolling. Yeah. And this one is another heavyweight. So <laughs> um, this is actually the first thing that kind of came to my mind when we, when we started thinking about what's the Kingdom of Heaven is like. And uh, so this is back to the parables. And uh, I wanted to save this towards the end because it's, it's a heavy hitter and it's a really good, it's, you know, when you think of the parables, it's a really, it's a really, um, I don't know. It's, it's what you think of, one of the stories you think of when you think of the parables. So if you are with oh, us yeah, on your Bible one. app, you can pull up Matthew 18. This is not You got an fun. old-fashioned Bible with uh, pages. What's, what page number is it on? Um, <laughs> they would all be different. <laughs> <laughs> of course. This is um, just checking wanted, to see if you, you guys if the light bulb's still what, on. This what is the one you don't want to listen to. This one's hard. This yeah. is hard. Which verse is it? So we're starting Matthew 18, chapter 21. I'm going to read it. So, uh, oh boy. Then Peter came up and said to him, who's Jesus, Lord, how many times shall my brother sin against me and I still forgive him? Up to seven times. And Peter thought he was being very gracious. Yeah, he's like, yeah. you can see that. He was really, wink, he was right? really up like to seven times. Like, yeah. I'm pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Um, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his slaves. And when he had begun to settle them, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. But since he did not have the means to repay, his master commanded that he be sold along with his wife and children and all that he had and repayment to be made. So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you for everything. And the master of that slave felt compassion, and he released him and forgave him the debt. But that slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii, and he seized him and began to choke him, saying, Pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and threw him in prison until he would pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their master all that had happened. Then summoning him, his master said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? And his master, moved with anger, handed him over to the torturers, the torturers until he would repay all that was owed him. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. Mm. That's sobering. Yeah. 
I it, it it brings brings great concern into my heart when I read this, and it is one of the most important things I talk about is the importance of forgiveness. And I don't know how we ignore this statement. At the end of that story, he says, he turned him over to the torturers until the debt is repaid. And what is really clear is you can't repay if the torturers have you. (laughs) And you can't get away from the torturers till you can pay. So it's a debt you can't pay. And torturers, my gosh. And everybody thinks they're just forgiven for nothing. Mm. And this is the story where what you've been forgiven of is held against you. This man was literally forgiven his debt, but then ended up with the torturers forever from the same debt that he was forgiven of. And I ask in crowds all the time, who here thinks that the sins you've been forgiven of can come back on you? And there's never anyone who believes their sins that have been forgiven can come back. Oh, he's forgot them, they say. Well, he is God, and the the, uh, human word for forget may not be the same for him. I don't know. But we kind of humanize him a little bit with that one. But in this story, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven, or this is you you can find this out. How does he start at the kingdom of heaven? The The kingdom of of heaven is like a king. Yeah. Yeah who wanted to settle accounts. And God's like a king. The king of heaven is going to want to settle accounts. And he's going to require that we forgive if we've been forgiven. And the debt we've been forgiven will not end up being forgiven in the end if we don't forgive each other. Mm. Now, in those days, it was possible for the majority of people to maybe come in contact with 100 to 500 people, period, in their whole life. It was actually possible for someone to never know anyone but their own family. Sheep sheep people were way out from society because of all that it brings, and sheep herders were out in the flo- you know out in the fields most of their life and so they had very few people to be offended by you and i go to disneyland and there could be 5000 people who each one of them have a chance to forgive us in one or offend us in one day mm-hmm. we drive on a freeway and there are thousands of people who could offend us cut us off harm us we have so many opportunities to be offended and, and to be uh, to, to feel debt, you know. And we do business today with so many people. To be successful in business, you have to do business with so many people. When you work for a company, let's say you run the counter at a yogurt shop, you have hundreds of people a day coming in that could offend you, could rob you, could create a debt to you. They're just, and if you're in construction, you, you get a job done, you got to go to the next person, and you're dealing with so many people in a rotating basis. And all of them could owe you a forgiveness or owe you an apology or owe you money or owe you work you paid them for, that kind of thing. It's so weird how many more people our society, we think we're advanced from them, we think we're better off than them. But when you took, take the, the wage is a torturer forever mm-hmm. or forgiveness forever. I'm not sure we're better off than then. I think we have it harder. I think we have it. It's more easy. It's, it's easier to forget that we owe forgiveness to all these people because we've been forgiven. 
Mm. And I have to tell you, if I am not forgiven, if my debt is brought back to me, I am doomed. I am truly doomed. I cannot expect to be in the presence of a holy God and owe a debt like this. My mine will my debt will be paid by the torturers, and I won't be released until I pay the debt. And in the hands of the torturers, I can't pay. So that's a forever torturer thing. And I'm just like, when when did we forget all this? Why did we stop teaching this? When Jesus says in chapter seven, oh maybe I'm wrong. In in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, "If you forgive, you shall be forgiven. If you do not forgive, you will not be forgiven." And then he tells this story where your forgiveness is conditioned on your other, on you forgiving, hmm. and and you got forgiven, yes. But it, it's held in reserve till you give the same mercy. That's why in the Beatitudes, blessed is he who's merciful, for he'll obtain mercy. Hmm. Go out and be merciful. Give forgiveness. Release people from your, their, your desire for them to pay, their desire for them to be punished. And you will not pay and you will not be punished. And it's so clear. And I just think that today it's worse than ever because we have so many opportunities to be offended or wronged or harmed or, or robbed or any of those things. Or That's amazing. Like I haven't thought about it that way that there's so many more people around, so many yeah. more opportunities yeah. for something to go wrong or just uh, it's kind of like, like the grit of life, right? Yeah. You, so many you transactions, so many different personalities in yeah. in one day, transactions, one week, right? Just go out grocery shopping, stop for lunch, go. I mean, take your kids to somewhere fun, and then go home, and then try to count the transactions you had that day. Mm-hmm. These people, that might be the transactions they have in several yeah. months, maybe yeah. a year, and, and and if there are certain people, they don't even have that. They don't have any transactions with human beings that would require any kind of forgiveness. Hmm. Anyway, you were talking, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I just find that super interesting that we have that capacity or that need to, to forgive. I mean, not all of those go horribly wrong, but you know, all it takes is one, one person not paying attention on in their car behind the wheel. And you got somebody that you need to really need to forgive. Right. Um, yeah. I was reading the local news. My wife and I were just hanging out and she was like, so there were some guys that went street racing here in Oroville. Yeah. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, he I did um, So two, two guys go street racing and one of them hits a, hits a car and, and kills the, the occupants of the car yeah. and himself. So I think it was a, a, um, a dad and some kids and then, and then himself, the, the other wow. driver who was not racing, who was racing, but was not involved in any accident is being charged with the death of yeah. of the the people that were killed, and uh, and he pled guilty because if there wasn't a race, he wasn't the, these people weren't killed even though he he wasn't didn't physically contact anybody, and uh, you think that that kid the the father driving his kids home from wherever they're coming home from, like that could be me right and it yeah. just your your life changes in an instant and his whole family now has the decision. Do we forgive these two who were racing just probably out to have a good time? Right. You know, they weren't thinking about, obviously they weren't thinking about their, the cost of their actions, but, um, forgiveness is so, impo- it's so important. It's, it's so it's important. So, to me, it's probably the most important thing that we have to do because it says, 
unless you forgive, you cannot be, be forgiven. forgiven. And like Steve said, the end of this is like, and that's how the Heavenly Father will treat you yes. if you don't forgive. That's a promise. It's a promise. And it's like, and this story, like, you know, we alluded to when you began the story, should you, if you only listen again to one story, this would be the one to listen to. Mm. Um, and I, we've talked about it before in, in the um, podcast of the importance of forgiveness, but the, 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 just the scenario you talked about, how do we forgive from, how do we forgive to, for someone who does that kind of damage to you? Mm. You know, you, you spill coffee on me, I can probably forgive you, you know. You take my wallet, I could probably forgive you, you know, and deep forgiveness. But this is like gut-wrenching, no. mm-hmm. life-altering, yeah. life-changing forgiveness. Mm. And how do you do that? You know, how do you, and, I, and I, what I've found uh, in my years of being a Christian is that most Christians don't really know how to do that. Yeah. Um, it goes underground, and it, and it affects us. And every time you see that person, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. You don't want anything to do with them. You hate them. You know, and, and the truth is a lot of Christians hate a lot of people. Mm. But they wouldn't say they hated them. Yeah, right. exactly. And it's, it's just a ruse. It's just it's, you're lying to yourself. You do hate that person. So how do you get rid of that hate? How do you get rid of that unforgiveness? Because if you just read Matthew 18, you will not be forgiven. It doesn't matter what happened to you. Mm. It, you will not be forgiven if you want them to pay. If you want freedom for your sins, but you demand the other person pay for their sins, that's like an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. That's old covenant. Mm. Jesus has come to make all things do in a new covenant. And... Um, what we do at the Father's house, in fact, that's what I was doing today, is that it's really honestly letting the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit, who is called the Counselor. He's also called the Comforter, and allowing him to really identify what you really think about those people. Mm. And then verbalize it, get it out of your identity, and then say, you know, even say these words, you know, I don't think you really deserve my forgiveness, but unless I forgive you, I can't be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And there's such release, you know, there's all these adages and all these slogans that say you're the one in prison if you don't forgive. And it's really, it really, really is yeah, true. They really are true. They still control you by your hatred, by mm-hmm. your anger, by your unforgiveness. Because just the fact that you go to the store and you see them and you go the other way, that's our control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Mm-hmm. They're still controlling you. Yeah. So here at the Father's House, um, the Lord's really been really very kind to us, and we have identified a way of really doing deep forgiveness because some of the cruelty that people inflict on one another, in the natural, there is no forgiveness. You need to pay. Hmm. But in in the heavenly realm, you can't beg that. Hmm. And um, we are are in the new covenant. We are under the Jesus words. And um, so we need to keep short accounts. Yeah. And and honestly, it's in and you know I think it's I think actually like Steve said, it's this is one of the best representation of you're not it's not once saved always saved hmm. because your forgiveness he's talking about your forg- your forgiveness of your sins and we were we were forgiven such a huge debt. And then somebody owes us a hundred dollars, and we want we want that back. So he's talking about salvation, in my opinion, the debt that Jesus uh, paid for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems like there's a couple of things going on there, and they're kind of they're kind of all tied up mm-hmm. with each other. So there's 
forgiveness to set yourself free from in this life, right? You're right. you're just uh, look like a wet dog all the time. Mm -hmm. It's real upset, and and you don't even know what's the matter. And there's something that's happened to you that you're still holding on for to unforgiveness, unforgiveness for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And th so there's that. And and we've been talking about the kingdom of heaven. Of heaven. Like there's the kingdom that is that we're taking part in right now that right. we're trying to build right, right now. And then there's there's the kingdom that's really far off, right? And so in the here and now, in the in the body of Christ, it's really hard to be fruitful and and be uh, successful if you're, you know, being weighed down by this anchor it's of unforgiveness, impossible. right? It's almost impossible to be fruitful. And then at the same time, there's this, this uh, you can't get into that kingdom that's coming, right. at least what I, how I read it, well, if, I read you're it. Not, I if you're not f uh, going to forgive. I, I really don't think there's a how you read it in this one. This one, no, this story this is, is so clear. Oh, yeah. This yeah, story yeah. is so clear. There's just, yeah. I don't know how to explain this in a way, you know, and we want to talk about, words. you know, you bumped into me. I forgive you. Mm -hmm. You uh, backed into my car. I forgive you. Mm -hmm. But, it, it, you know, some of these things like the story of the race where the father is gone forever from your life. Yeah. yeah. You have, it's going to be a forgiveness that's going to come up every single time you need a father and you remember that guy and you say, well, no, I forgive him. I forgave him. You're going to, and, and bitterness is going to try to creep in. You know, I, I got a story of about 13 years ago, a family quit paying rent and they quit paying rent because the economy crashed and they thought they heard that I was in trouble. So if I'm in trouble, they kind of just going to do this. And this guy was a, like a leader in a church. He was called the associate pastor. He just quit paying rent. They said, you're going to lose this house so we don't have to pay your rent. I said, well, you have a contract with me, you know, and I haven't lost it yet. It's, and and I'm, I'm not planning to lose it. Mm -hmm. Well, because they didn't pay rent, I lost the house. And then because I lost the house, a bank comes around to the tenants to pay them to move out. But instead, they negotiated a purchase price. And they bought it for about 50% of what it cost me to build it. And they bought it from the bank, which... I would have easily given the bank 50% of what it cost me. I would have mm -hmm. definitely, you know, bought Figured it for that. Because I, I owed twice, two to three times what they bought it for. So I remember on the day when this crash was going on, and I had, a, I, had a, I had about, oh, maybe 20 people doing this to me. But, you know, and a bunch of them went to my church, and I was getting really mad. Vicky was getting mad. We wanted to go sue them. We wanted to do the whole legal recourse, you know, because mm – -hmm. The rent adds up, and it's, you know, if they don't pay for five months, it, it turns out to be, you know, 6000 7000 each. Yeah. The total was around seventy grand of rent that wasn't being paid because people were all acting like this. And I was angry, and I went and I was writing a book, and I was writing a book on this very chapter. And it was The Importance of Forgiveness. And I went and I edited that chapter while I was trying to cool down, right, I was going to go down and I was going to start itemizing who I was going to name in this lawsuit, hmm. who I was going to go after with this real estate attorney. But instead I put it down and edited the book chapter. And by the end of the book chapter, I knew I have to forgive. So I got in my car and I went door to door. And I remember going to this guy's door that I'm talking about, the associate pastor and saying, I forgive you. You owe me nothing. And that was the most freeing situation of my life to go to all these people. That night was church, so I went to church, and about five or more families in my church were had not paid rent, and they were all, I mean, four or five months behind, and they just weren't. They just refused to pay. 
they were all going out to restaurants, putting it on Facebook, and it was kind of in my face kind of thing. And I did lose every single one of their houses. Never didn't save one of them. But I went to each family. I said, you owe me nothing. Here's what you do. You stay in the house, and the bank will try to buy you out of it. And so you you know, profit from it. And so I, try, I advised them properly. I forgave them. And the truth was, we were set free. I went home and told Vicki, and she says, you did the right thing. She went in her heart and forgave them, and we were free. Hmm. But the problem is, I drive by that house every single time I come to the Father's House Church. Coming and going, I drive by that house and watch that family in the house they kind of stole from me. Yeah. And it's a home. I mean, it's a house today that's worth $300,000, you know. I mean, you can't imagine. It's the feeling just keeps trying to come back on me. Yeah. I have to remind myself I've forgiven them almost daily. Mm. We're talking 13 years now. <laughs> yeah. And I know... There is a spiritual force that's trying to make us not forgive as we've been forgiven. I can feel it every time. Now, the other house I lost in Southside, I only drive by one other one. And that person's long gone, and whoever lives there had nothing to do with me. I've got nothing to forgive. I don't think of the bank that should not probably have taken the house, but they did. I don't think of them. They're more like an institution. Yeah. There's nobody to blame. It's just it was the it was kind of the way the, it was it was kind of the way everybody was going yeah, at the time, prevailing. and all the banks were doing this, and they had their reasons, and it must have been because of the law, and I just I kind of write that off. Mm. But the individual that caused a house to be go in foreclosure, the individual that played the game to get a house for half price, and it's really hard. And I go by, and all the time the kids are out front, or the wife's out front, or the or he's out front. And I'm just, it's, it's like, no, that feeling comes on me. Forgiveness is a spiritual condition. It is, it is a, it has tentacles and it has feelings and it, it almost has, I mean, I don't know what everything looks like, but it's, it it feels like a creature with a mouth, eyes, and ears. Mm. It feels like a living being that is trying to get me. How about that guy? Is it like crouching at your door? It's like crouching at your door, ready to devour you. That's a very good quote right there. That's just excellent example. It's it's like you can feel it. Hmm. And you would think I'd go a different way, but it's just so convenient. I don't think of it. I'm not walking around thinking about this guy. It's just I go down that road and all of a sudden, oh, there they are. Yeah. Oh, nope. I forgave them. I still forgive them. I bless them in this house. I bless their life in this house. I bless their ministry in the church because then I right after the house is the church. Mm-hmm. And I bless his ministry in this church. And I want to be right with God. You owe me nothing. I'm, I'm, I must do that weekly for 13 years. It just comes on me like a crouching tiger, you know, just, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and I got to say, no, mm-hmm. I'm not letting you in. Good. And it's a battle. And I think that everybody should know it's a battle because people out there have had way worse than a house. These people, oh, yeah. the, the father killed in a car race, they're going to have way worse than losing a house than somebody conniving to steal from them or, you know, getting over. You know, my biggest thing is he got over on me. Mm-hmm. I trusted him. He, you know, when I rented the house to him, oh, yeah, we pay. We always pay our bills. You know, he, and then feeling fooled and feeling all those things that make you want to be mad at him. I have to work at it. And I, he didn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine, you know, the, what people are going through. Every time I preach on the importance of forgiveness in my church, 
Somebody in the crowd is waiting for me. You have no idea what that man did to me. That's right. You have no idea what they did to me. And it's just like, I'm waiting for it. I know it's going to happen because that seething inside poison inside of them. Are you saying I can't go to heaven if I don't forgive him? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, no, I'm not. Jesus. What I'm saying is Jesus is saying that. Mm-hmm. And his authority is so much greater than mine. I just read to you what he said. I read both Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, and this verse to him in that sermon. And uh, I just, I have no ability to excuse your hate for that person. I have no, it's not in me to absolve you from the sin. You must absolve yourself from this sin by begging forgiveness from the Lord for your hate and then offering forgiveness to the one you hate. Mm. And it's up to you. Might be a gift they don't deserve, but it's still required. And the king, the king of heaven is just like this. And he's not, he changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's mm. really good. Yeah. That's really good. It's just, it just is one of the hardest things we'll ever do. It's like oh, you, crazy spoke the, hard. you spoke the other day about um, forgiving your enemies. Yeah, loving and your enemies. Loving your enemies. And I think this goes hand in hand. That, I think, is a tall order as well mm-hmm. because someone who does evil to you probably could be your enemy. And if you just start reading the Bible in the New Testament, it's all through it. You know what we need to do. How do you know? And I just, I just want to keep short accounts. And um, and I want to get the poison out of my identity. Yeah. So identifying the poison in your identity is really important. And sometimes people can get very animated when we do this prayer kind of prayer. I've had people, uh, some some of our sweet leaders, slamming the floor, and and sometimes you know they get very animated and swear words come out because it's so down deep. The hatred is so embedded, but they're good Christian men and women. And there's a shame because they even think these things. But unless you identify it, you know, conf- confess he's faithful and just to what? Forgive our sins. So there is a, there's like a, a disconnect that we don't want to be real with what we really think because we're mm-hmm. Christians, parentheses. And doesn't God already know what you really think? So just saying it out loud and being forgiven for your responsibility because you are 100%, respo- 100% responsible for one percent if you got abused you got you know they are they are so they are so responsible for what they did to you but what have you believed because of it Hmm. what do you feel because of it what have you how have you altered your life because of it how much fear do you live in because of it so it's like you have to deal with that and you have to get that out and expose it to the light because when you expose darkness to the light guess what it flees Hmm. so when you said, uh, lo- you know, love your enemies, and it goes hand in hand. Do good with, to those who f- misuse you. Right. Go ahead. I was thinking of that a little bit, too. And I was thinking, I wonder how that, you know, love your enemies and, and forgive as you would like, yeah, as you have been forgiven. Those must have a correlation, you know. And I think forgiving your enemies is really hard, right? It's super hard. It's almost impossible. But then it came to my mind as you were talking, like, well, maybe it would just be easier to forgive people as they as they wrong you and then they're not your enemy right if you've forgiven them it's like hey you might have made me your enemy but you're not my enemy right it is really important to live that way as maintenance the problem is we don't hear this anywhere and so we have 20 years of being hurt thinking yeah it's under the blood yeah Uh, 
And we hear this 20 years later and it's like, we have a, we're impacted. We have an impacted tooth. We are constipated with unforgiveness. We are absolutely (laughs) backed up and blocked yeah. and 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 they are driving our life correct they are controlling us vicky says even turning in a supermarket right that's nothing compared to we will live in a different city we'll we'll miss god's plan for our life because we can't forgive mm-hmm. and we think we have and we haven't and it's so amazing when vicky's getting them to the core of the feeling now talk to that person yeah that one guy says oh i'm good with my dad well i'm good with my dad I led that guy to the Lord 37, 38 years ago. And he's been a, he's like a pastor in a church in Seattle. Oh, I'm good with my dad. And she says, let's just pray for a minute. She got him talking to the dad and he's just blowing cuss words and F-bombs and hate. And, oh, you, you know, you destroyed me. I just, I mean, it's like, and he goes, where'd that come from? Yep. Yeah, it was impacted. It was pushed mm-hmm. down. It was good. covered over. Really it took you, his father died 40 years ago. And it's 40 years of this thing just packing on him, packing on him, and, and, and him being controlled and wondering, why am I always failing at this? Why am I always being pushed the wrong way? I swear, I don't want to do this. I don't want, and I do it anyway. Why? Well, you got this unforgiveness, and one day it's going to be bad because you're going to, you have this desire for him to pay for what he did to you as a teenager. You know, how he, how he ruined your life and all that. And, you know, his, absolute statement was oh no i'm good and guess what he 100 percent believed he was good that's right mm. and his break and his absolute breakdown was blow your hair back i mean yeah. it was like he goes well, i guess i wasn't good yeah. he had no idea that was in there yeah and he himself confessed I-, I obviously wasn't good well now it's been i don't know eight years seven years since then five years i don't know what it's been but there's been time and just like my guy driving down the street, I see him in the yard. That guy sees family pictures on Facebook. Just the other day, a whole group was put on. And, said, and the sister says, which one's my dad? Or the cousin said, which one's your dad? I don't remember who said it, but I thought about that. Well, he just saw a Facebook post about his dad. And just like me driving by the house, he's going to be challenged again. I love my dad. I hate my dad. I love my dad. I hate my dad. My dad was great. My dad was hideous. And he's going to be in this wrestling match. He's going to be pulled like mm-hmm. almost like the Levi commercial with the two mule teams. You know, he's almost ripped in half by it because you really do love your dad and you really do hate your dad. And he did hurt you in those 10, 11, 12-year-old years. And he just formed you in this anger and all of the alcoholism and all of the drug addiction was because your dad wounded you and you were trying to saw, assuage the pain by with all these substances, you know. And then here you are. 50 years later and someone says why don't we why don't we talk about dad oh i'm good with my dad mm-hmm. it's under the blood okay let's just let's just take a moment you know okay you're good with him so we can talk about him and get him talking and now say hey why don't you talk to him as if he were here and it just i mean we're talking about a mortar going off just i mean yeah. the whole room shakes your hair blows back you're wondering whoa we maybe we stepped in some dynamite here mm-hmm. and the guy just blows you know and you know, well, aren't you feeling a little more free? Yeah. Well, that's great. But when you see your father's picture, you're going to have to say, nope, I chose, and I want this path, not that path. I forgive you the debt, and I thank you for the good stuff. Mm-hmm. I revel in the good stuff. You're not here. I don't have to say what you did was okay. What you did wasn't okay. 
but I forgive you for that, and I'm grateful for the rest. My outgoing personality came from you. My love for this or that came from you. And, and you know, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. And there's, an, there's another part of that, too, is, like, we just don't want to look at it. Like, I have another mm-hmm. instance of a very close young man <coughs> who I said, let's talk to you about your dad. And he's like, no, we're not talking about my dad. Mm. He, doesn't, he, he doesn't have anything in me. And you're like, um, I think he might. I think he might, <laughs> yeah. Just because you won't talk about your dad, there might be some problems. Nope, won't talk about my dad. And then, and then finally, you know, 27 pages of notes later about his dad, um, 12 years ago, he, <coughs> he actually has a relationship with his dad now. And he sees his dad because he's forgiven him so much. He actually wants to be with his dad. So it's like really honestly looking at your relationships – and a lot of them is your mom and dad. You know, that's where our earliest woundings come from. But there's other big things. And, you know, if you guys are out there right now and you're feeling like, you know, I think there might be something with so-and-so, you could you could even, you know, write an email to Max. We could probably help you. Um, we could help you. But the, but the importance of this scripture of Matthew 18 is so pertinent to freedom. I mean, yeah. Jesus just doesn't say things helter-skelter. He says them for our, the, for our release and our healing. And for those forgiven much, what? They love much. Mm. And I've been forgiven much. I feel like I've loved much. I do not want to keep long, long um, withstanding hatred yeah. in my heart. If you want that email, it's uh, uncommonpodcast uh, at gmail.com. Oh, I'm sorry, uncommon truth podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we could definitely hook you up yes. with some of that information. I mean, most of this stuff is things that, like you said, we've if we've believed for so long that we have been forgiven, we don't have anything against anybody else. Um, then, then it might come as a surprise to realize, Oh, actually there are things that I still need to forgive others. Yeah, absolutely. And if I don't, there's tortures, there's, yeah, I will not know, be forgiven. Right. So, um, this is how my heavenly father <laughs> will deal with you. This is yeah. how my Whoa. heavenly father will, will deal with you probably should take those words seriously and not just say well you know because we do in the christian church like say well i don't think you really meant that Mm. you know let's Mm. just skip to the you know you're gonna your whole life is blessed it's like and it is one of those you're right you can't really be read any other way i mean you either you either read it or you don't right there's no interpreting this one so that's really good interpretating i don't think that's right is it no it's wrong okay that's all right. Just we'll just right. roll with it. Did we okay. communicate? I forgive you. Interpreting. Thank, I forgive like me it, for actually. communicating <laughs> in a wrong word. That's good. Well, I think that's a good place to leave this week. Um, stick with us. We're still going through the kingdom of heaven is like. It's been revolutionary. It's been really good. It is. And um, you got one more thing? Yeah, I just think if you're you're out in uh, Radio Land or whatever, called, what's this called? Is it podcast, Radio Land? Podcast, podcast Land? Universe. Just, uh, just stop wherever you are and say, Holy Spirit... Show me who I haven't forgiven because he's faithful and true. And if you are a Christian, he lives inside of you, whether you know that or not. He has made it, it says, we will make our home in you. So just stop where you are and say, Holy Spirit, and you will immediately get names. You'll see faces. And um, it's like, just deal with it. They should say, Holy Spirit, if there's anyone I haven't forgiven, would you show them to me, right? Didn't I just say that? No. I don't think you finished it, did you? Oh, I didn't. Anyway, what he said, um, Holy Spirit, show me if there's anyone, anyone I haven't forgiven. Mm. And then it's like, help me to forgive them. Yeah. 
and some of it some I'm sorry for some of your pain and I don't know how sometimes you even get through but I do know I've been doing this long enough that and I've seen so many people who have such pain mm. actually alive and have joy yeah so mm. it really is a real it's a real common denominator that you can get free yeah we also got a lot of good sermons, uh, lots of your sermons, and then also uh, other pastors on staff share about this from time to time. Right. Really practical stuff on really our YouTube practical. channel. So I've got the link to the YouTube channel on the uh, on the podcast description. And all the you go if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, it's a really mm-hmm. good thing. They put a ton of work into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fabulous. Really good, high quality production. Yeah. And you can just scroll through. You just look at the the. Wednesday sermons or the Sunday sermons it's got the title in bold right there and you can find the one that you know oh forgiveness or or anything else that really you know you want to hear about I I mean when I came that's how I got involved here is I watched the sermons and listened to them on YouTube way before I even came here Uh, heck man the next Max out there listening to these come on man we got room Let's go. And we have on the move launching on the 12th so on the move is that we've had so many people so we're in the School of Transformation building. It's called Mumby Hall, and uh, I'm a student in the School of Transformation. It's uh, well, what is what is School of Transformation? Why should people do it? Because it'll change your life. I mean, the Christian world is so full of confusing things, and if you want to, if you want to get your confusion, you know, Under to control. be more clear what mm-hmm. Jesus is teaching. The School of Transformation will revolutionize your life. It'll teach you what Jesus teaches, Mm -hmm. and you won't rely on what you've assumed. And so we have three levels of that. You know, people who can't come live here, we have um, light, which that one was School of Transformation Light was attendance on Sunday morning. And we do have a Zoom ability from far away. You can Mm -hmm. Zoom in. It's not quite as good that you would almost have to live in the area to come to light. Yeah. And uh, the last one is uh, SOT on the move. Light on SOT. Yeah. School of Transformation Light on the move. Uh, is it light on the yeah. move? Is that what yeah, it is? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's part and of the light. It's part of the light lineup. Light family. And so what it is is just the teachings, which kind of like this podcast is way more explanation of the teachings. Those guys are, I mean, honestly, I they're the best teachers I've ever heard. Mm. And they're teaching such fundamental, basic stuff. And it's really awesome. Um, information that helps you understand how to read the Bible. Information that understands how to pray, how to forgive, how to walk this out. And it just goes, it really is instrumental for getting a person back their Christianity that works, one that has life in it, where you wake up in the morning excited to be a Christian. Mm. And so I recommend any one of them and what, all of why them. Why is it on the move? It's, so it's, it's on can, the move because it's on, it's on it. demand and it's at your fingertips. Right. You can, you can one of two things. You can get one a week and have a, have a pastor from the Father's house communicating with you about oh, what awesome. you're learning. Mm. Or you can do it where you buy all eight of the first module and you can listen at your own yeah. own. And, and module two is not going to be released until it's finished in production a yeah. month or two. So we we're doing eight weeks. And then at the end of that eight weeks, hopefully we have module two. Yeah. And so that's what they should do. So it's wherever, wherever you're at, however yes. you like to learn. Right. If you, you yes. know, if you want to mm-hmm. take note, you have to pause and take notes. Oh, that was good. And then yeah. hit play again that's and keep good. going. Yeah. 
Um, Especially with people in different time zones, right? Um, time if zones. you're in Australia or Africa or something, or yeah. the Middle East. Our Zoom is tough. Yeah, so you can, you can watch it at your leisure. Yeah, that's We even cool. had people that were 12 hours away, you know, 12-hour difference on yeah. the other side of the planet in, in Pakistan listening. And it was, I mean, they had to stay up late. Yeah. Yeah. So now you don't have to do that. You can just sign up for On The Move and, and you can, I know I like to do stuff early in the morning before the right. kids wake up and it's a good time. I could, I could do On The Move then, right? Are you going to? So, well, I'm, I'm, You're on the I'm move in now. person. I'm on the move <laughs> to the move in person, in no, person I, I'm going to listen. I'm going to buy the On, on The Move. Yeah, I'm going to be awesome. one of the, as soon as they come out, the boom, school. I'm going to buy it. You need to do the school. That'd be great. Oh, I need the school, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Steve's going to be in uh, School of Transformation. We are we are definitely brought to you by the School of Transformation. That's, right. That's our logo oh, oh, on the Hold it up. There. Hold it up. See? If you're in YouTube land. For the 12 land. people that Amen. watch this on yeah. video. Yeah. We're so, going to be 14 now. Yeah. That's good. Good. Well, we, uh, we love you guys. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Have a great and, day. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. God bless you. Amen. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.